0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the DFS Dose podcast, your fix of daily fantasy sports information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host Ben Hover. Hopefully, everybody out there listened to our last show. Dropped a bonus episode on Thursday to get the people ready for the Saturday slate. So go check that out if you missed it. Uh, I am your host Ben Hover. I don't know if I mentioned that. As always, of course. Joined by the two Js, Joey Carrion and Jared Marcus. Gentlemen, we have an 11-game main slate on DraftKings this week. Definitely going to be playing heavy after all three of us win a ton of money on Saturday, so that is good news. And, uh, you know, as always, we'll go position by position, break the slate down, give a couple of our best bets, and finish the show with some 1% plays that could help you bank a large field GPP, but... Before we do any of that, Joey, do you mind telling the people how to support the podcast?
1: As always, you can support the podcast by following us on Twitter at the DFS Dose. That's where all of our content gets posted to, and that's the best way to keep up to date with us. And then you can watch the full video on YouTube at the DFS Dose. And if you are into listening to the podcast, you know, in your car or your headphones, or, you know, while you're working out or whatever. We're on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are listened to, that's uh, the platform that we are on. So just go ahead, like, share, subscribe, um, leave a rating, and that is the best way to support us.
0: You know, people are listening to us while they work out. You know, maybe we should like just shout some inspirational stuff, like like you know, just during a mid-conversation, be like, "Yo, get that pump in," you know what I'm saying? Just just throw some but extra like, motivation out there for like the people. Like
2: Tyler
1: Boyd, that usually gets me hyped up.
0: Yeah, but I think you're the only person in America who gets hyped up by the thought of that man's name.
1: Yeah, the only person in the United States. Yeah, probably.
0: Although I'm, I'm kind of into it this week. I will yeah. say, but uh, let's, uh, let's get right into quarterback where the, you know, the story of the week is that Lamar Jackson is eight K. Which is a little bit crazy, but at the same time, I would still consider him probably the safest bet to three X on the slate. You know, it's crazy to think a quarterback at eight K, but just the way fantasy scoring is, and the way Lamar Jackson is against a Cleveland team that is legit crumbling right now. And um, I mean, what are we thinking about Lamar Jackson this week at eight K?
2: Um, I'm full fade Lamar. I think eight K is a little too expensive just because of the. I mean if you're looking at a 24 point day out of him that's it's not worth it cuz i think there's multiple guys way below him you can get 24 25 points out of um they're going to blow out cleveland he honestly probably won't even play the whole game i just don't don't see the point of playing him in cash games especially with the two studs that we all want to jam in with calf and michael thomas on the slate you can't i don't think it's realistic to play both of them <coughs>
0: You know, I mean, I I agree with about half of that. Like I would also lean towards not playing him in cash myself, but I mean, even at eight K he would have four X'd his salary in four out of the last six games. I mean, this guy is unreal and, and you can kind of look at it like McCaffrey, like, is McCaffrey, you know, quote unquote hitting value every week, three Xing? No, but he is the safest bet. You know, of the slate, even if there are guys who are in good spots, like you know that there's still potential to fail with Lamar, there's really not. And you know, the Ravens are still playing uh, for seeding, so it's not like we have a motivation concern. And you know, Lamar not playing into the fourth quarter is nothing new for this season, and he's still been just a fantasy god. But there are definitely some other options at quarterback this week, um, including you know Russell Wilson in an awesome spot for a thousand cheaper. We've got Tannehill hosting the saints with a lot to play for at 6.6 K and then a couple of cheap guys as well. Um, so what are you guys thinking? If, if not Lamar, what are we doing in cash games?
1: Um, I think, yeah, go I mean, I mean, just to talk about Russ real quick. I mean, the Cardinals have overtaken the bucks as the worst, uh, passing defense on the season so far, you know, they're giving up the most passing yards supposing quarterbacks didn't really work out last week. You know, shout out Jarvis Landry for being a scrub seriously Um, and Baker Mayfield as well but I think Russell Wilson is in a great spot at home against the Cardinals he should honestly light them up and I you know I'd rather play Russ over Lamar just for this slate and the the thousand price difference but I mean for cash games we're always looking to pay down Um, usually in the 6k range maybe a little bit cheaper Um there there there's some guys that stand out to me. Like I think uh Daniel Jones is gonna be back this week and he's five point nine K against the Redskins. Um, you know, and he has stackable options with Sterling, Shep, Tate, Goldieus. So I, I like I like uh Daniel Jones this week at five point nine. Um I also think it's kinda ugly, I think uh Drew Locke is in play. At five point six going up against the Lions, who have just gotten shredded. Uh, through the air the last couple of weeks. Um, So I definitely think Drew Locke is in play, but these options are kind of ugly.
0: Yeah, no, you're definitely right. You know, Wilson to me is like, you know, I don't know. I mean, this guy has one game in his last eight above – 20 DK points I get the spot but I mean he's had the spot once before this year only put up 14.3 DK points against Arizona in their first matchup and and they were bad then as well so you know I'm not totally sold on Wilson although he does I mean there's a ton of reasons to like him as well I would definitely like to play him in cash but you know what about Ryan Tannehill who I think is you know I mean his efficiency has been off the walls but just Every week it's big plays, and, you know, as much as Derrick Henry is, you know, matchup-proof to a certain extent, like, this is a game where you would think the Saints are going to just key in on on uh, Derrick Henry and try and make Tannehill beat them through the air. For 6.6K, he's kind of a mid-range guy, I think, has a lot of upside.
2: Uh, uh yes, yeah. Too expensive for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like Tannehill. He's been playing well this uh, season since he became the starter, um, yeah, I just think six point six is it's kind of expensive for him. Like that's just at that point, I'd rather just try and find the four hundred to get up to Russ, um, you know. And I like some of the options below him as well. So I I can't really see myself going to Tannehill this week in in any contest.
0: Okay, okay. I mean, so you said Daniel Jones, right? You said Drew Lock. I get the lock love, but I mean that's a guy who I think is you know, pretty inconsistent. I mean, I think that we all look at him because of what he did against in that one Texans game, right? But, like, other than that, he really hasn't shown too much.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. He hasn't really shown anything. Um, But he, he does – he looks like a capable NFL quarterback, and it's just more so the matchup against the Lions and they're at home. Um, Just a, just a plus matchup for him, and he's cheap. But I think for cash games, if we want to try and jam in these studs, we gotta we gotta take a look at, oh uh, Will Greer, I think. Um,
0: Jesus Christ!
1: I think we have to take a look at him. He's forty three hundred, a uh, very very cheap for a starting quarterback. You know, if we're just talking in terms of three axing, he would only need like thirteen points, you know, to hit value per se. Obviously, we would want more than thirteen out of him. Um, but yeah, he's a rookie quarterback making his first start against the Colts on the road for 4,300. I will say, obviously I don't want to talk about him for that long, but I watched him in college a little bit, especially when I was, you know, being just a straight addict and betting on college games. He played at West Virginia. Um, if you guys didn't know, and he wasn't bad, he wasn't bad for West Virginia. Um, Thirty seven touchdowns, eight interceptions last year in the Big Twelve, which if you don't know college, the Big Twelve is, you know, one of the premier conferences in college football. Um, so he was actually a pretty good quarterback. And I, I think I think he is uh, cash viable. That may be uh, maybe unpopular, but I think I think you have to consider.
0: He's I, I mean, he was dead last in PFF in terms of passing in terms of the preseason. So, you know, yeah. But I mean, he, I think it's definitely shaky on the road against the Colts, and the Colts aren't good. But I don't think they're as bad as people are gonna like, you know, envision fresh off of that domination in in Monday Night Football coming home. You know, Will Greer is not Drew Brees, so I think that the Colts definitely bounce back in that spot. Um, yeah, I don't know about. I don't know about.
1: Yeah, that. I, mean, I I just think that. He, yeah, he wasn't good in the preseason, according to, you know, some passing metrics or whatever. But he's cheap. Um, he was pretty good in college. Uh, I think they drafted him in the third round, I believe, or the fourth round. Um, so he, he was kind of a high draft pick, and I think they just want to see what, he, what he's got. And if he's going to pass a ton, um, he should be able to pay off that 4-3 price tag uh, very easily, even, you know, in his first star on the road.
2: Yeah, honestly, I don't mind that because at 4300, they're not first of all, they're not benching Kyle Allen and putting Greer in there to hand the ball off to McCaffrey. I'm going to just say that right now. Like this he's going to throw the ball. So, if he's getting 30 pass attempts at 4.3, um I mean, I'm I'm with it, you know? If he gets half a fantasy point per attempt, I'm with it.
0: You never know. I guess. I guess we'll see. I mean, yeah, his price definitely puts him in play, but it's it's just ugly. I think. Yeah, but we. I think Matt Ryan is someone we haven't talked about who is in a good spot, right? I mean, at home. Matt Ryan's against Jacksonville. In the nut spot
2: because Jacksonville is completely giving up, giving up. Yeah,
0: they're terrible. Yeah, they're, they're they god just awful. gave up.
2: So Matt Ryan's in the nut spot. You could pair him with Hooper, and we'll talk about him later but that's a cheap, that's just that's really cheap for Matt Ryan. I think he should be right right around where um Russell Wilson is, probably right around 6.9. The Fal- the Falcons just came off a huge win.
0: Mhm. And they're still trying even yeah. though they're eliminated. They they're trying. They uh they're not giving up. So yeah, I mean, it's a good spot. Obviously, they're a little depleted without Calvin Ridley there, but you know Julio Hooper, they got Gage, they got uh, Christian Blake, so it's it's not like there's no talent on that team. Yeah, they're um they they should be able to find a lot of success against this Jacksonville team. That's just they're just got they're off.
2: fine. And I like the 2017 total as of right now.
0: Yeah. So uh, I love. Yeah, I'm, that that's that's what uh third third highest on the slate if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it is third highest on the slate, right behind the Ravens and Seahawks. Right. So. He should definitely be popular this week. A lot he'll of people be the, definitely take that into He'll
2: probably end up being. Actually, I hope he's not. I hope Russell Wilson's a chalk, so I could easily fade that. Because Russell Wilson will not kill me. He's had he's no. had two blow up games this year, and that was a shootout against Tampa Bay. This is not going to be a shootout. They're going to shit on the Cardinals. And then the other one was a shootout with New Orleans. <laughs> I don't think Russ yeah. gets over 30. I think Matt Ryan could realistically hit 30. But some other people that I like are like, I like Phillip Rivers, even though how gross that is. I kind of have interest in Drew Locke, but I kind of don't because I don't think he's that good. If the weather's nice in Miami, I like Andy Dalton. But I'm pretty sure it's supposed to rain like all week. So I, if it's raining there, I'm just going to be all over mixing and just fade Andy Dalton. Then I, Greer. I mean, there's like five options for me. I'm not playing.
0: You like you like Doug Hodges five point one against them. the Jets.
2: And we could always take a chance on. I mean, not in cash, but in GPP. You could always take a chance on Dwayne Haskins. He's so cheap.
0: That's that's worse than talk.
2: I don't think so. Against the Giants, home yeah, against no. the Giants. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. But, but yeah, I mean, Andy Dalton.
0: That's pretty much it, right? Yeah,
2: Andy Dalton, if the weather's nice. You could look at Drew Locke because Detroit's defense is just bad. Rivers at home, I guess, even though he might just get benched for Tyrod. If Tyrod plays, I'm playing Tyrod. I'll tell you that right now. If Tyrod starts, I will play Tyrod Taylor. They should play. I, they
0: really, they really should. They really, really should. I mean, this am telling you that freaking wrong. Rivers turned the ball over four yeah, times. he's one of the worst. Last I will guys will him.
2: lock him in, and he will be insane chalk if he starts at 4.4 yeah. against Oakland.
0: Man, I would, I would really love that to happen, but they won't. Nah, do they it, won't. But uh, they're fish.
2: Yeah, right? and then for GPP, I mean, you can always play, um, you always play Dak against Philly, um. Kyler Murray is going to be playing from behind, so he's going to just chuck the ball, so he's fine. Um,
0: worth noting, Dak is dealing with an injury right now, shoulder injury that he picked up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, I think he picked it up during the game, but he was limited Wednesday. I mean, he'll he'll play, but, I mean, shoulder injury is a concern definitely for a quarterback, especially when he's priced right in between Tannehill and Ryan, who have, you know, equal if not higher upside. I think. Yeah,
2: and then you could take a shot at Minshew too. I mean, he's still fighting for the starting job. For next year, he's one of the guys who hasn't given up. There's like very few guys on that team that haven't given up, and it's like Minshew and Conley. That's really it, honestly. So Minshew's fine, but uh,
0: I think once we've gotten to Minshew mania, it's time to uh, hey. move on to running back. Fuck it.
1: I just, I just want to say real quick, uh, going back to real, Will Greer, just uh, real quick, um, one of his uh. Strengths coming out of the draft, he's a confident leader who would much rather press for the big throw than play it safe underneath. So he's a very aggressive quarterback. Wait, so he's a he Madden? 4, so he's
2: a Madden player?
1: Yes. But so he, plays, he plays. He plays out of play. He's plays with an attacking downfield mindset, and um, he's very confident, and accurate when throwing the ball deep. So is Faden, some of his strengths. So
2: Fade McCaffrey play Michael Thomas and DJ and Moore. And lock in Curtis DJ Samuel. DJ Moore.
1: I just wanted to put that out there. Um obviously he has a lot of weaknesses, but one weakness is not being
2: not being a uh, pussy herd. Got yeah. it. Locking in DJ Moore right now. But yeah, it's yeah, time
0: to got you. time to move on. Locking to in Colt Steve. Um, so so moving on to running back here, uh you know, right in that same game, Christian McCaffrey 10 point 1k. You know, monster game, monster game. But, you know, it, it's tough to see, like, the quarterback switch, especially like what Joey was just saying, if this is going to be more downfield than Kyle Allen was because Kyle Allen was just so willing to dump it off every play. I mean, are we worried about McCaffrey in the spot, 10one See, I've
2: been trying to get myself to worry about McCaffrey every single week, and I was, I was yeah. right one week, and that was the Washington week, I think. Yeah. It was, oh, there's two times I didn't play him, or three times I didn't play him. I didn't play him last week, and that got me. Yeah. I didn't.
0: That's why we all lost. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we didn't play him. Actually, I haven't played him in three straight weeks. I didn't play him against Washington. I didn't play him against Atlanta. And I didn't play him against Seattle. And I also didn't play him against Green Bay. So. Um. I think this is.
0: But are you playing? That's him what I'm trying week? to
2: figure out. I'm trying to talk myself into it, but I'm probably not going to just cuz of my love for Michael Thomas. But I mean even though Joey said that with the downfield passing, like McCaffrey runs these option like these these wheel routes that he could like yeah. fake like a like a like a slant and then just fucking cut it upfield so like his route running is dirty. And downfield doesn't always mean I'm throwing at 40 yards like it could be the intermediate 15 20 yard passes that McCaffrey could still run
0: um yeah and Indy plays a ton of zone which you know bodes well for McCaffrey yeah
2: so I mean I still think there's no reason to fade McCaffrey but I mean come Sunday I mean I'm probably going to just because I'm a fish.
0: Yeah, that's fair. But, you know, there's there, <laughs> there's a lot of wide receivers that are like in the mid-range, like the 6K range that I think are really interesting. So, you know, if you're going to play only one of these high-priced running backs, I think McCaffrey stands out because, you know, Chris Carson's price has gotten out of control. You know, 8,500 for a guy with, you know, a very dwindling target share, averaging like three targets per game over the last four. Like, I don't feel comfortable paying 8500 for Chris Carson. Saquon Barkley, you know, managed to not be dust for the first time all year, but that was against Miami, and, like, not saying Washington is a good matchup, but, like, I mean, are you guys interested in playing Saquon again at 8.3? No,
2: that last week was a volume thing, and that pisses me off. It's all He didn't break any good – he didn't break any long runs. He didn't have any great spectacular plays. He literally just had 24 touches and got a couple yards every time. Four – Six, like it's annoying. Like I faded him because I I don't. He's not good this year. He's just that offensive line is horrible. Their offense is horrible. They're a horrible team. He's a horrible, <laughs> he's a horrible person. I hate him.
0: <laughs> I think he's but, a cool dude. But uh, he's I too. Expi- fading him. He's just too. Fading him last
1: week was stupid. I don't think it was
0: stupid. Yeah, I don't either. But no, no, it,
1: it was stupid. I don't. Eight point three.
0: Why was it stupid?
2: The results paid I mean, off. I mean. He didn't, it's not like he got crazy target share. He had five targets, 31 yards. He had, he ended up falling into the end zone twice. And then he didn't break any big plays. Like
0: he's, he scored two of his five touchdowns on the season in one game. Like, I don't, I don't think that like he's not, I think that was a fine. He doesn't
2: have the explosiveness that we saw last year. He just doesn't have it.
1: Uh, I th- yeah, still, still a bad fade. It but, wasn't a bad fade. Um, fade him, this week. Just
2: because it worked out for you, it's a bad fade.
1: No, you're getting a. No matter you so know. So are you playing them this situation week? Are you or playing what, him this week? No.
2: Okay, then I want to hear what you're gonna say right now.
1: I just, I just think there's some better options, especially on the cheaper side of things. Um, what do you, that I'd much, I, that I'd much rather play.
2: What were um, you gonna say? I would love to hear this.
1: I mean, I don't want to just, you know, talk about last week since we're talking about this week. Um, but last but week, point I mean, that was... But, I mean, whenever you get a player that's going to get 20-plus touches against one of the worst defenses of all time, and you fade that, and he's one of the players on the Giants that has the highest uh, touchdown equity, yeah, fade him. That makes total sense. But either way... Um, I mean
0: he had 3 touchdowns on the year. I don't think he had a ton of touchdowns. Joe, are you playing mi- mean, are you he's playing He's also Mix- been
1: hurt. Are you playing Mixon this week? He's still hurt. Yes, I'm playing Joe Mixon. Of course.
2: Really? The biggest Mixon hater of all in all of the land and you're playing Joe Mixon. Hey, if, that's a, true. if a running
1: back that is actually if true. a running back is going to get 20 plus touches has some receiving uh equity going up against literally one of the worst defenses statistically of all time worse than the 0 16 Detroit Lions okay and the Dolphins have a couple wins um I'm gonna take that all day and the price is uh, pretty favorable for Joe Mixon 6.6 K um, obviously they're on the road in Miami but the Bengals want to feed him and he should eat in this matchup and I expect him to you know score around 20 to 25 points yeah so.
0: I mean, they, they were just hammering Mixon even when they were down last week. Like, this dude had 28 touches. So, yeah, he's going to smash um, in this spot. I think he's probably the best, like, running back play on the slate, right? Yeah, um, I, think him or I think he's the best. For the
2: price, him or Freeman, I guess. I mean, I hate Freeman, but they're playing against a Jacksonville team that doesn't want to play anymore. Like, their season ended weeks ago. Everyone is checked out.
0: Yeah, but Freeman is, like, dust. Yeah,
2: but... Mixon lacks explosiveness. And Freeman Matt Ryan loves just to chuck it down. To Freeman.
0: That's fair. I mean I wouldn't describe Devontae Freeman in twenty nineteen as explosive either, but you know. Uh, what about what about some of the ga- like the guys that we skipped over, like, you know, like Zeke, Henry, Camara, Fournette, Chubb, or pass, like, pass, pass, are, are any of these pass, guys pass, in play. Pass. Mark Ingram against Cleveland in a game that they should completely destroy? No. Mm, that's fair yeah no i don't think so either (laughs) but i mean i I mean i actually i like ingram quite a bit for gpps but not in cash just because he doesn't get enough touches but he has a ton of touchdowns and you know a game against cleveland like this could definitely be another two touchdown mark ingram game so besides mixon who do we like for cash i'm gonna
2: say this right now and i just convinced myself and do not let me change my mind Alvin Kamara is going to outscore Michael Thomas this week, and he's going to get into the
1: end zone finally. Oh my god.
2: that's my take. Imagine,
1: imagine playing Alvin Kamara in fantasy. That's
2: my take. That's my yeah. take of the week. Not in cash. I'm not playing Kamara in cash, but he's going to outscore Michael Thomas this week. Book it.
0: I mean, his workload continues to be. Awesome, but he is like just not the same. I don't know what's up with him. Oh don't worry about him. Like that's another guy whose explosion is kinda gone. Don't worry about
2: him. Drew Brees has this all figured out. Drew Brees has it all figured out. They're doing it on purpose.
0: Oh, just to set up the Titans? Yeah,
2: just to set him up and then they're gonna shit on him. And you you really thought Taysom Hill was gonna keep this up all year? No. No.
0: Damn. This is this is a Camara this is a
2: Camaro two touchdown week. Two touchdowns
1: we book it. Yeah, if he can get you know more than a yard on his carries, maybe. Just I right, bet I'm playing I'm playing
2: Kamara in cash.
1: Mm, I don't think you will. I
2: will. But I will.
1: But yeah, if he can get more than a yard on his carries and more than three yards on his catches, then I would, you know, I would say yes, he he might have two touchdowns. But all in all, with Kamara, it's been profitable to not play him. I right, I'm um, so I'm just gonna cash. stick with that for the rest of the season. Um yeah, so that's my take on Camara. But other than that, uh playing, these running backs in guys. this range. I mean, you know, I like I like Zeke. Seven point nine, you're gonna get twenty five touches from Zeke. Nick Chubb, I don't mind him. Um but other than that, I think you just play Joe Mixon, McCaffrey and sail to the money. And DeAndre Washington if Josh Jacobs is out, which it's looking uh, very uh very likely that he's gonna be out.
0: Yeah, definitely definitely gotta plug Washington in. I mean he'll be Stone Chalk. If that's the case. What about um you know, an interesting play to me I think is Marlon Mack. I mean, he's two hundred more than Devonta Freeman, but he's in an equally good spot against Carolina. Obviously no floor, obviously can't really go there in you know cash games but we've just seen carolina get dusted all year give up a ton of touchdowns to running backs and you know the colts are going to want to bounce back from just complete embarrassment that was on monday night
1: he's fine i guess yeah i mean it's just hard to play him on DraftKings, especially when he has no receiving floor and um, oops, my bad and, uh, he's, I mean, he just really hasn't been productive this year, honestly. So, I mean, I don't mind him because he is going up against literally the worst run defense that we've seen in a while. But with Joe Mixon only 400 more, Devontae Freeman 200 less, I, I think there's no really reason to play him in cash. But for tournaments, I don't mind him.
0: What about Kenyon Drake in that range? Coming off a four-touchdown monster performance, even without you know, if he scored half of that, he still would have been super productive. Had twenty-two attempts, caught his only target of the game, and we just saw McCaffrey come close to two hundred total yards against Seattle last week.
1: I like, I like uh, Kenyon Drake. I played him in the Millie. Obviously, worked out forty-two points, but he's their best running back. I mean, Ben, you can't play him. Ever. Excuse me, sir. You can't play Kenny you, and Drake ever. If you can play, if you Mixon, can play Joe yeah.
0: Mixon, then <laughs> I can play Drake. Yeah,
1: yeah I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> you know, this ain't about me. This ain't about Joseph Mixon. All right. No, see, we see, share. See, we share the same name, Joe- so it's like I could play him. See, all right? this is same,
0: this same name. We, this is the time where we just switched
2: up. Like I hate Fortnite, but I've played him the last two weeks and he shitted on me. So now it's your guys' turn. You have
0: to play Mixon
2: and Ben. You have to play Drake.
0: And Joey also has to play Josh Allen and Tyler yeah, Boyd. Yeah, jo- sail yeah, to the Joey.
2: Moment. Saturday <laughs> no. is Josh Allen chalk week for you.
0: No, but like an actual real play though, Philip Lindsay. Um, you know, we talked about Drew Locke and what we expect, but you know, the Lions are equally bad on the ground as they are through the air, and Lindsay has you know definitely overtaken the starting role. He didn't have a good week last week, but they kind of got manhandled by the Chiefs in the snow. So, like, I definitely think that home against the Lions is a great spot for Lindsay this week at 5.3. Yeah, 8. and
2: they just lost, well, I mean, they probably previously lost Mike Daniels, but Mike Daniels just went on IR too. Mm. So, I, I don't mind it. I actually kind of like that. He's fine. I mean, he's safer. I think he's, in this match, matchup, I guess he's fine for cash because he's not even expensive. Like, he's 5.3, and he's shown the upside in, um last I year. Like he's he's flashed a couple times this year. It's just, if he... He hasn't scored a touchdown. he scored one touchdown in the last, like, six weeks. But then yeah, again... It, it's tough, but, then, but
0: he was getting touchdowns in the first half of the year, so... Yeah, but
2: then again, I'm playing Kamara and cash, though.
0: So. That's true, that's true. Can't trust a man who plays Kamara and cash. <laughs> um, what about, uh, you guys want to go back to Laird?
2: Alright, let's move on to uh, receiver.
0: All right, let's uh let's move on to wide receiver then. Yeah, I think that pretty much covers running back. It's kind of thin this week outside of, you know, Washington and, you know, McCaffrey and and these other guys. But yeah, so at wide receiver, Michael Thomas who is, you know, very easily on pace now to break the record. I think he only needs uh 11 receptions and that could happen this week. Um, you know, against Tennessee who's secondary super depleted right now. Uh, what do you guys think about this, Joey? I know that you have some concerns about Michael Thomas this week.
1: No, nah, it's not really concerns about him. It's just like breeze is not good outdoors for some reason. Um, it's been well documented over his career that he's been a below average quarterback when he has to step outside of his nice little cozy dome with the, you know, controlled environment. Um, He's got to go to Nashville, Tennessee. You know, it's going to be cold. It's going to be some weather, you know. And I I just don't know about the viability of Drew this week, but I think Michael Thomas is still a great play at 9.3K. Obviously has the best floor-ceiling combo out of, you know, basically any player on the entire slate besides uh, Christian McCaffrey. So I, I think Michael Thomas is very good. I think he's a really good play this week.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, you know, me and Jared and I guess all, all three of us were just sort of discussing who the priority would be between McCaffrey and Thomas this week. I think it's tough, but like, you know, McCaffrey, it's not like he has a good quarterback either. And like you were saying earlier, he's going to be pushing the ball downfield perhaps a lot more aggressively than Allen was. So you know, I don't really know what the answer is to that question. I guess it depends on where we find the value. Like, are we going to have more running back value this week than we can jam in Thomas? Is there wide receiver value? I don't think that there's that much wide receiver value this week, personally. So, you know, maybe it's uh, time to plug in Michael Thomas and cash, even at $9,300. And, and, you know, right below him, it, it's a 1300 discount. But this guy, Julio, this guy got 20 targets last week. Like, <laughs> what's going on? And, and then two touchdowns. I mean, that is that the first time Julio's ever had two touchdowns in a game or no? I mean, that seems unreal. It's not. I know it's not. He had one two-touchdown game this season. I'm just being facetious. But even still, I mean, Jesus Christ, 20, 20 targets, 13 receptions for 134-2. It's just out of this world. And Jacksonville doesn't really have a hope of stopping Julio, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, when he's... He's their only viable, you know, wide receiver that they have right now with injuries to some guys behind him. Um, Julio is just going to get absolutely fed, and he should have a great game against Jacksonville. I don't know if people are going to play him with some of these other guys um, like Keenan Allen that is 6,300, but I wouldn't mind uh, playing Julio, you know, if you want to get off Michael Thomas for him in tournaments. Um I think AJ Brown's price has gone a little too crazy, as yeah, he's the fourth definitely. expensive wide receiver on the slate now. After you know some really uh, high ceiling games these uh, last couple weeks, um, I, I don't think I would go to AJ Brown.
0: No, de- definitely not in cash. I mean, if you're ga- if you're like stacking that game. That's fine because I think he's going to be super low-owned. But, I mean, Tyler Lockett as well, who, who you kind of moved past. I mean, he finally had a good game for the first time since, like, you know, week nine against the Bucks in that shootout. But, you know, I think Lockett, you know, uh, Josh Gordon is gone, right? And Gordon, you know, it's not like he had a significant, you know, workload in this offense to begin with. But, you know, the, the removal of him... You know, might be an extra target or two for Lockett or for Metcalf or, you know, maybe they'll just work in David Moore even more and then, you know, no change to Lockett and Metcalf. But even still, I mean, in this matchup, I definitely like Tyler Lockett uh, as a GPP play.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just hate playing Tyler Lockett, especially when he's this expensive. I don't know. It just seems like he's always a candidate to not hit his ceiling But the Seahawks do have the highest team total on this slate. They're at home going up against the worst pass defense in the NFL. So I wouldn't mind playing him in GPPs this week. Um but I don't think he's cash viable.
0: That's fair. Yeah, he's definitely not cash viable. So, you know, let's move down to this tier of really interesting plays from about 5900 to about say sixty three hundred, we've got like five guys that I think are super interesting. We got Keenan Allen at home against Oakland. We've got Cortland Sutton at home against the Lions. We got McLaurin at home against the Giants, and then we've got DK Metcalf at home against the at, against the Seahawks. And that same matchup we were just talking about with Lockett. I mean, this is a loaded tier of wide receivers. So how do we really differentiate these guys?
2: Um, you definitely can't play McLaurin. Just because of how um bad Haskins is. It's so hard to play. I wanted to play McCullin last week, but it's just so difficult because Haskins is so bad.
0: I mean, one could say that Philip Rivers is very bad as well. In terms of one Keenan. Could say and that. Drew Locke is an unknown, who could also potentially be very bad. We're not, yeah, we're not but sure is, on that one. Is Terry
2: McLaurin, Cortland Sutton, or Keenan Allen? Or even close? I don't think so.
0: I, m- I missed... You cut out there for a sec. What, is, what was the question about McLaurin? Is
2: Keenan Allen or Cortland Sutton even close? Is Terry McLaurin even close to their talent?
0: I don't know. Some people think McLaurin's the best wide receiver in this loaded class. I don't know about that. I think it's kind of hard to tell because his quarterback has been bad and... You know all the quarterbacks he's played with have been bad. You know, no, obviously Keenan Allen is better than these guys. Cortland Sutton is a, is a beast. So yeah, I mean that's definitely tough. That's tough. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm. It's a great matchup, but yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. I'm with that very high
2: on Cortland Sutton this week. I'm. He's almost becoming a lock for me. I'll take the savings on Metcalf over uh, Lockett to get exposure exposure to that to that game and Russell Wilson. And Keenan Allen has been heating up recently. And Phil Rivers doesn't want to lose his job Even though he's probably going to So he's just going to chuck it to Keaton Allen I think I think this is a perfect range If you don't go Michael Thomas This is a perfect range just to sit in for a receiver Because there's a ton of guys You can play McLaurin But that's not not for cash Um. My boy Tyler Boyd is right there also I You know. never know I know I, I'm probably going to I mean, you guys—you know. guys might not know, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is a this is a very strong range, but I I think you gotta you gotta play two of these guys in this range: Metcalf, Keenan Allen, Sutton. You could play McLaurin. I still like Tyler Boyd. I know you guys don't. Um, I don't know. This is a very strong range. I don't think there's much need to go above or below this especially if you play if you end up on Will Greer um you can still gem in calf or Michael Thomas if you just play two of these guys
0: Yeah the you know in terms of like the receivers there's just barely any value this week I know I mean people are going to talk about Albert Wilson who you know had eight targets last week um you know in this new form of the <laughs> Dolphins offense but I mean I'm I'm not playing Albert Wilson in cash like I'm not doing it Greg Ward got priced up. He's 4.2. Yeah, because he caught that. Can't go there. John Ross, same price. Yeah. You know, DJ Chark looks like he's on track to return. So Chris Conley is out of play, as well as Keelan Cole. So it's like all these guys that we were looking at on just last week's slate, which just had a ton of value. There really is no value. So what are you looking at in uh, that tier, Joey, as far as re- receiver goes?
1: I mean, I, I think. Out of these cheap guys, I would be more inclined to just take a shot on John Ross at 4,200. Just a great matchup against Miami, and his ability just to burn any cornerback that he faces um, gives him, you know, some tournament appeal. So I think uh, John Ross is my favorite guy. But other than that, I mean, if Chark is out again, I think Chris Conley's a lock at 4.3. In cash games, uh, locked him in last week. It worked out. Albeit, you know, some late.
0: I mean, he ran as hot as Rashad Perryman did. Yeah, but. you know,
1: I would lock him in at 4.3K again uh, if Chark is out. But other than that.
0: I mean, I think it's worth noting with John Ross, like, he looks like a good play on the surface, but he only played like 38% of snaps last week. So, you know, if they're still working him in, then you really definitely can't go there in cash. I mean, he's fine for GPPs, but I just wouldn't trust it. Yeah. You know, the only other guy I think is, well, there's a couple that I think are good plays. Like Mike Williams has the same matchup as Keenan Allen. He's 5K. You get a (laughs) $1,300 discount there. You know, you can look at like James Washington against the Jets, which are a terrible defense. He had 11 targets, you know, deep threat, you know, could definitely pop off. Godeus Slayton isn't a great matchup. You you know, obviously what needs to be said about Godeus just uh, just atrocious that the Giants thought it was okay to only give this guy three targets against Miami. I mean honestly the, all the coaches should be fired just for that offense alone and then Christian Kirk for 5600 I definitely think is cash viable I mean he didn't have a great showing last week only had five targets but you know Christian Kirk has been super consistent for the majority of this year and Seattle is not a good pass defense contrary to what uh, some people might believe.
1: Yeah, I think I like all those guys. Honestly, I think Mike Williams is a great play this week, and uh, I like Keenan Allen. I think that's gonna, you know, be lower owned if you want to stack that. I, I think the Chargers passing game is one of the best uh, stacks on the slate, personally.
0: Yeah, cool, uh, Joey. Do you want to give your take on those that six K range before we go to tight end here?
1: Um, yeah. So I mean, the six K range is obviously pretty loaded. I mean, you guys pretty much pretty much hit on every guy. I mean, I think Keenan Allen is the best play in that range at 6,300. It's going to be pretty popular, and then also I do I do like Sutton a lot. Um, so those would be my two favorite, and then Devonte Parker for tournaments um, is always a great play. So I, I like him 6,800 against a team that is very beatable. Um, in the past.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think I think Amari Cooper has uh, some significant upside in this spot, too, because people will be more likely to play Gallup. You know, Cooper totally busted last week, had one reception on two targets. But, you know, Philly has gotten lit, lit up a couple times through the secondary. And, you know, depending on what Dak's shoulder looks like, I think maybe, uh, you know, Cooper's always good yeah. to break a slate every night. There, there
1: was a tweet that just came out, you know, like 15 minutes ago saying that um, Dak... Straight up told his receivers that he wasn't going to throw the RPO. Like, it was just going to be a handoff. Um, so, yeah.
0: Hmm. Last week. Wait, he, what? Gotcha. Okay. So,
1: when the coaches called an RPO last week against uh, the Rams, Dak straight up told his wide receivers that he wasn't throwing the ball to them. Like, it was going to be a handoff no matter what in the, hund- in the huddle. That's
0: just because of his shoulder, or just because he? Oh, well, I'm assuming that it was his. Sh- Garrett.
1: No, I'm assuming that it was because of his shoulder, and it just hurt that much to throw that. He just opted to, you know, just hand the ball off every time instead of, you know, putting more mm-hmm. stress on his shoulder.
0: Got you. Maybe he was telling Garrett, "I'm the big dog now. I'm getting fired, dog. Uh, I don't Sit know. back. I call the plays around here. I don't. Uh, I don't, know. I
1: don't think so. I, that's
2: what I got out of that."
1: he's yeah, the tweet sure. <laughs> from Clarence Hill jr. Amari Cooper to me said he figured something was wrong with Dak during the Rams game because he told Michael Gallup that he wasn't going to throw the RPO no matter what the read was. So
0: interesting. And that is something Dak,
1: to take okay. note of.
0: All right, cool, cool. Let's move on to tight end here where we've got some interesting pricing in the mid range. Uh, You know, I think the two guys that stand out mostly at tight end, like obviously, goes without saying, Zach Ertz every single week. He's the only one of the big dogs, you know, when you look at Kelsey, Ertz, and Kittle that's on the slate. Ertz, uh, or I'm sorry, yeah, Kittle and Kelsey not on the main slate. Zach Ertz has just continued to be super dominant. I mean, he's had 10 or more targets in every game since week nine, except for one. And, you know, he's a smash play, but rarely are we going to be paying up in that range, if ever, for cash. So, Always looking down, and this week, you know, Austin Hooper, after being 6K two weeks ago, has dropped all the way down to 4.4K against Jacksonville. And then for 200 less, we have Jacob Hollister in the nut matchup against Arizona where, you know, guys even as terrible as Ricky Seals-Jones are getting double, you know, two touchdowns on these dudes. So, I mean, I think both of them are, are, you know, viable if you believe in the flow chart with Hollister. And, And Hooper's just way too you know cheap for his his skill set and role in this offense yeah
1: i literally do not care about any tight end but those two in cash games this week uh for DraftKings hooper is just you know criminally underpriced um for his role in that falcons offense as the number two pass catcher i mean he's had some bad games recently but you know going up against the jags this week and he's healthy now, and the Falcons are still going to throw the ball a ton. 4400 is just the clearest uh, misprice at tight end and you know, on a player for this entire slate, in my opinion. So just lock in Hooper. If you want, you could play Hollister. Obviously, great matchup against the Cardinals, who just give up touchdowns every week to tight ends, um, no matter who the tight end is. Um, but it's either one of those two, and that's pretty much it um, for GPPs as well, honestly.
2: I agree, but you also gotta think about um, Jared Cook's insane target share right now and then Zach Ertz is always a smash play. Though That's for GPP though. I mean, obviously Hooper, Hollister are just smash plays. So there's not really a yeah. reason to get away from them. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, straightforward. Yeah, that's fair.
0: I mean, so, if you guys are picking one, tell me who. Because, you know, last week we had two obvious tight end plays as well, both similarly priced. I mean, there was a bigger gap last week between Thomas and Higby, but literally there was over a 20 point, you know, point difference between two seemingly good plays. So, you know, what, what like, if obviously we're only playing one of these guys, I mean, is it Hooper? Because yes. to me, it seems like it's Hooper. It oh. is definitely
1: Hooper. And you just lock him in and you go from there. He's just way too cheap.
2: I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah. Hollister hasn't scored a touchdown in like five weeks. He hasn't scored a touchdown since Week Ten. I guess he's dual, right? Is it a? Is it? Is it a I guess. Due? He's due? No,
0: I mean he's gonna score a touchdown. Like we can just b- like bank that right now. But I mean, Cooper, yeah, nah, nah, you know, Hooper. without Ridley, there is yeah. yeah. I think we gotta play Hooper. But I mean, I wouldn't fault anyone for playing Hollister. That's for sure. He he stands out well. And then at GPPs, yeah, like you said, Ertz. You know, if you want to go Doyle, if you want to go Hunter Henry, whose price is also coming down relative to talent, but I mean this guy, Hunter Henry, has nine targets over the last three weeks. He's just not being utilized like that anymore. So it's kind of tough. Um and I, I guess just the one guy I would be willing to take a shot on for cheaper is Noah Fant. You know, if we yeah. like Drew Locke against this Lions team, you know, I think I think Fat has continually shown. In different spots throughout the year, that he has a lot of upside. He's super athletic and and really explosive for just thirty seven hundred. Yeah,
2: for sure. I, I like uh, I like Fant. Depends if you need salary. If not, there's it's not ours. really a point to. You know, I don't know. It depends. It depends on how you build. Either one of those three guys are fine. I like Noah Fant, especially because I like Drew Locke and I like Sut- and I like the offense. So I mean, Noah Fant, you gotta throw Noah Fant in there.
0: Yeah, that is fair. Anything to add here before we move to DST?
1: No, I think I think that's it.
0: All right. So, yeah, at defense, you know, it's a slate where we've got a couple of strong options up top. Ravens against Cleveland, Steelers against the Jets are both smash plays. Both, you know, really good GPP plays. And I think that one of my biggest, like, mistakes this year is not paying up more for defense in GPPs because, like, week after week we see some of these top guys – smash and like patriots were 4k put up 20 points and like regardless of what the position on the roster is if you're getting that kind of like value at salary it's going to be great and i think the ravens set up really well in this spot so i'm going to try and prioritize getting some ravens d in my gpp mix but i mean it's pretty obvious that we can't go there in cash so what do we like you know cheaper than than that uh you know in terms of cash games
2: I mean, I'll piggyback off uh, what Joey was saying. I like the Titans because, especially if Drew Brees is this bad outdoors, like if the Titans give me five, five six points, I'm with it for twenty one hundred.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they get pressure too. Yeah. You know, they're 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 like an underrated defense. Quietly. And also
2: like, oh, the Colts are thirty three hundred. I mean, if you can get there against a rookie quarterback, yeah. I'm not really... I, I, mean, agree, I agree with I that. Really yeah, play, I, mean, uh, I mean, the Panthers, they, they get a ton of pressure. But they just...
0: Yeah, we just saw Brissette is not looking great. Yeah,
2: it's, it's kind of ugly down here, but like, I'm with the Titans. I mean, Eagles
0: are really cheap at home with Dak potentially injured, yeah, 2,500. Yeah. That, that seems like it could be a really good play.
2: Yeah, I don't mind that. I'm 2,500 or below, so yeah, Eagles, Panthers, or Titans for me. I mean, if I need the money, I'll just go to the Browns. I really don't care.
0: Yeah. Uh, what do you think about defense, Joey?
1: I mean, I think, you know, paying down is always a good option. I wouldn't mind playing the Titans at 2100 if you, you know, need the salary. I also think um, the Panthers' defense and the Saints' defense are also in play for cheap. Obviously not going to pay up at defense in cash games, but, you know, I've actually paid up multiple times in tournaments. Um, I played the Patriots' DST Last week, and it's it, it it has worked out this year. Um, doing that, so I think uh, the best defensive option at the top isn't the Ravens, but the Steelers going up against the mm-hmm. Jets. Um, thirty nine hundred, I think that would be the defense that I would pay up against. Um, just Sam Darnold isn't good. The Jets have, you know, really no weapons. Um, their offensive line is bad. The Steelers have a good secondary, get a lot of pressure. Um, They get turnovers. So I, I like the Steelers at the top range. But other than that, I'm just paying down to the Titans or, you know, like the Panthers.
0: Steelers are definitely good. I think they're the only team besides the Patriots who are averaging over 10 fantasy points per game as a defense. So, yeah, you definitely got to look there. They've been super, uh, you know, consistent and definitely have a lot of upside for... You know, getting touchdowns and you know, strip sack Sam Darnold, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, besides that I think we can move on to some potential one percent plays. What do you guys uh what do you guys like for a one percenter this week?
2: Let me pull up these ownership projections really fast.
0: You got one, Joey? Uh
1: I mean, I guess my one percenters. It's kind of tough this week, honestly. Um, I mean,
2: as of now, DJ Shark is projected one percent.
1: Yeah, that, that kind of. I think
0: that that would probably change if he got like officially ruled. That kind of stands but out. Yeah, to I feel me.
2: you. Sterling um,
1: Shepherd. That's
2: really it, I guess. I mean, it's ugly. I think.
1: Yeah, there there's not really many, you know. I mean, there's obviously low-owned guys each and every single week. Um, I think uh, I think a good play that you could get at lower ownership would be Odell at 5.8. But obviously, there's definitely some concern there. But that, I mean, him or DD Westbrook would be my pick. DD Westbrook going up against the Falcons. Um, it's in Atlanta, too, so, you know, good weather, Dome. Um, should be a high-scoring game, and I don't think many people are going to be on it. Um, so, I, I, mine would be D.D. D. Westbrook.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, Jerd's was Chark, right? So, for me, I mean, you know, this is, o- this is easy. This is obvious. I mean... After last week, it's gonna go completely overlooked, and that's obviously Godias, aka Young Slay, aka Darius Slayton, uh, for five fifty-five hundred. You know, you could stack him with Daniel Jones, run it back with, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? It's McLaurin, Terry McLaurin, and I think that you're, you know, just in prime position to sail to the money in that spot. So, nuts. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm all about it. Darius Slayton is, uh, you know, a slate breaker. And it's going to happen this week. So I'm happy to get back on that bandwagon. And, yeah, let's move on to our final segment of the show, Best Bets. What do you guys like in terms of a good sports bet this week?
1: I mean, if you want an absolute lock, if you want to make money, okay?
0: I would love that. I want both of those things. An
1: absolute lock and to make the most amount of money possible. We got... You know, the Cowboys going into Philly. The Cowboys are a a two-and-a-half point favorite, and I expect the Cowboys to come out and smash the Eagles in this spot. So give me the Cowboys minus two-and-a-half, win the division. If they win, um, that's my favorite bet, and I would risk my life on it.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean – Whenever you get the chance to, you know, risk your life on a team with a quarterback uh, with a messed up shoulder, you got to do it. All right, of course. Last
2: time Joey was this confident, the Patriots got smoked. So give me the Eagles.
1: (laughs) That's a terrible bet.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I also would be on the Eagles side of that, but I I hear where, I guess I hear where you're coming from with that.
1: The Cowboys are not going to lose this game. 100% 100% no, they are not going to lose.
0: I know, I got that from you when you said you'd bet your life on it. I think for me, like, continuing on the theme of the show, I like, uh, you know, Titans plus three. You know, just if we think that, you know, the Saints are going to struggle. Titans have actually been a really good team uh, since Tannehill took over. I mean, if you're getting three points, I like it. You know, that, that's as simple as it goes. I mean, I'm down with the Titans as a play, plus three.
1: I oh, was see I was gonna say that too, but I, I think I like the Cowboys better. But I do like I like the Titans money line. I think they yeah. think they win this game, all right? Shock the Saints.
0: Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. That's that's pretty good. And you know, if you want to include, uh, we didn't do best bets for our Saturday show, but you know, obviously Bills plus six and a half <laughs> is just like pure pure godlock. Like they're gonna smash, but. Yeah, I mean that's really all we've got for this week. Hopefully you guys listen to our Saturday show, uh, you know, make some money on that Saturday slate and then reinvest it all, double up. We're going to have a super profitable weekend this week to make up for the L that we took last week as as a collective. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully you guys ingest both of these podcasts and have a successful weekend you can follow us as always on twitter at the dfs dose as well as our individual twitters mine is at ben hover b-e-n-h-a-u-v-e-r guys tell them where they can find you
1: you can find me on twitter at joey carrion underscore you can find me at jared underscore underscore marcus
0: all right, let's do what we always do and sail to the line Guys,
2: don't bother entering the 50K fair catch on Saturday because I'm taking it down.
0: You heard it here first. <laughs>